Blog Talk Radio. Use the 
them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular schedule program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are! by my co-host, the brother Blue Pill. All right. <clears throat> We're going to allow everybody to uh, get comfortable, make their way uh, in the seats and whatnot, fill in the seats. Um, thank you for joining us for another monumental episode of KCL Radio. Uh, Parting us for the tardiness. There was a situation with the scheduling and whatnot, but um, nevertheless, everything is all good. We're in the building. It's a Friday night, all right? You could have been anywhere, but you choose to be here in the uh, in the KTO University classroom. We're going to have a very informative and um, fact-filled program tonight. As a matter of fact, tonight's program is a continuation of a show that we had two weeks ago with uh, our esteemed guest, sister going by the name of Pamela Noble, KT, the arts degrees, better half, his uh, his whiz. And um, she had an episode called For the Babies. As a result of her not being able to speak to the callers and answer some of the questions, we had a lot of people hitting us up on uh, um, the inbox and the email asking for the sister to return on the show. So without any further ado, we decided tonight would be the best night to bring her back, especially uh, cosmologically speaking with this full moon and whatnot. It's only right. So tonight's show is for the babies part two, okay? We're dealing with family, family, all right? We're going to talk about the baby. We're going to talk about more she's going to disperse and dispense and share more wisdom and knowledge that she has about many of the different subjects dealing with children. So we're going to cover that tonight along with a few other things. All right. So um, let me go ahead and go into this call queue and uh, pull in our co-host for the night. See if he's on the line. Give me one second. Hello? Call you on the other line, all right? Give me one minute. Give me one minute, family. 
while we're waiting for our co-hosts, I just want to say I want to give a shout-out to Sister Kafunya and my brother, Rob. have the address for you in one minute. It is at the uh, at the temple out there in Brooklyn between St. James and Green. I don't have the exact address, but I will have it in a moment. Uh, the brother Ross Ben is uh, doing a lecture. Hold on one minute. Yeah, uh, the brother being, uh, that's the cold, that's blue right there, it'll be in a minute. But uh, back to what we were talking about with the brother Rise Ben and um, Sister California, they are putting together an event tonight in Brooklyn as we speak, something powerful, a healing circle dealing with the healing stones, and, um, you know, Sister California deals with the uh, singing bowl, meditation circles and things of that nature. So they are definitely, um, you know, just raising the vibrations up there in BK. So shout-out to everybody that's in attendance. Shout-out to Profunia. Shout-out to Ross Ben. Shout-out to Brother Natural and everybody that's involved in that whole process. All right? And um, give me one second. I'm going to bring Blue in. Give me one second, family. Hey. Yeah. There you go. You in the building. Peace to you and yours. Peace to you and yours. This is your co host, Brother Blue Pill, reporting live and direct. You understand me? From the streets of LA, I was just on a rooftop admiring this glorious, wonderful, full, vibrant moon. It should be a Leo moon. It's shining that bright. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. These are definitely marvelous times that we're living in. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the lunar eclipse. You know, they got this bright uh, this bright body of light in the sky. And I believe it's a comet. The Asians have always spoken about these particular times. That when you see these continuous signs, multitude of signs, you know, man should rejoice because you know that the coming is not too far away. Oh, yeah, why can't today be Sunday? But, yeah, we in the building. I went to Rabbi. Take <laughs> <laughs> the Rabbi on Saturdays. Yeah. Yeah, Rabbi on Saturdays. Ain't Saturday yet, so. Yeah. I was finishing up this photo shoot, you know. I don't want to call it racing against the deadline because, you know, Form I actually in pursuit of. The site is gonna go live tonight. Feel me? Yes, sir. And um, keep preparing for a major event, huh? Can you clarify for the family what site that is that you're talking about? Yeah, mypowerpieces.com. You know what I mean? Okay, say that again. Mypowerpieces. Mypower pieces.com will be the online jewelry store and emporium for amulets and ornaments and talismans and things of that particular nature 
Charms, you know? Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to... Precious Stones for your arm. Yeah, all that. Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to Sister Sandra Frazier and the brother Jerry Miller. They oh, um, sent me a package and whatnot. They sent out a, a very powerful um, uh, amulet and a wand for the baby. So I definitely want wow. Yeah, that's that's always special, you know what I mean? When yeah, I salute them. Yeah, when the family. I remember they gave me um, some power pieces as well. When I was down in the A, they blessed the kid. So. Yeah, I remember they want to shout them out. Yeah. yeah. They hit me. They made it right phone. immediately. Immediately, right? Mhm. Yeah. Gave me some advice on how to enhance certain products. Mhm. They did a lot. They looked out. Yes, yes. But yeah, you know, have a monumental paradigm shift and offering for the family by way of this website. The information that I've come upon doing research for this website is just profound. I want to give a shout out to R V Bay, Rosmariah Bay, Susanna E, who's supposed to be here tonight doing a child support show. You know what I'm saying? But um fortunately she won't be with us until a later date. Mm-hmm. You know, today was also the day that KT Empowerment went live. So it's, it's official, family. It's official. You know what I'm saying? We definitely have a machine. We have a vehicle where the conversations about... Getting a little bit of feedback. Huh? You aware of that feedback that you're getting? Nah, I'm not hearing no feedback. Everything sounds clear on my part. Okay, because it was, it was getting turned up for a minute, but it's, it's better now. Um, share with the family about KTL Empowerment because we are going to have to do a, a show maybe on Tuesday or next Friday where we just dedicate the whole show to lay this out for the family and so, you know, they can understand in plain English the, uh, the, 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 the difference between this and any other site that we've put up. Yeah, well... KTL Empowerment is a network that we're putting together to empower the members of that particular network by participating in a blogging platform, doing what you do naturally on social media that you do not get any recompense for. You can switch that up now and not only get paid for doing what comes naturally, but promoting what other people on your team do as well. And then that old saying about, you know, when I shine, you shine, yeah. that's put into play, that's put into action in real time where this particular, this device, this machine, this revamp machine, because initially when I found out about Empower Network, you know, there were some things that I saw that kind of threw me off, and I was like, I'm not interested. You know what I'm saying? They got to get their thing together. Definitely stepped it up. They got their thing together. They put together something that's remarkable in regards to, you know, once a network puts the plan into motion and everyone starts working in congruence and these hits start increasing, feel me? Yeah. It's too easy. It's a walkthrough. And like I said, it, it, it comes naturally with what it is that we do. We are on Block Talk Radio. You know what I'm saying? 
concept of, of blogging is something that I was introduced to when I was part of a company called Street Knowledge. Ironically enough, the last two shows for the past two weeks have been titled Street Knowledge. Shout out to Majesty. Shout out to uh, Danny as well. All right? Mm-hmm. And with that particular blog, converted a uh, career in cable network television. We had a um, what's those channels called? Public access channel. Public access. Yeah, we had a public access show. And that show was number one rated on VCAT. You know, we had the time slot Saturday night. We had that on lock, number one show. So we was like, we got some content that transcends public access. You know, we was doing red carpets. You know, we was the only people in the media at that particular time that was free from a handler or a gatekeeper telling them what they could say, what they can't do. Hip-hop was very much corporate at that point. Shout out to Nipsey Hussle, too. You know what I'm saying? This thing coming full circle. Neighborhood Nip. Thing come, neighborhood Nip. Bring this thing full circle. Feel me? Homie always had a game plan, and now he's bucking on the system and showing you true independence, showing you that concept of what we're talking about tonight in terms of network marketing. He has a strong core audience, and those people believe in him, and they support his efforts. He's a product, you know what I'm saying? Now he has a network to support that particular product or whatever he cooks up, you know, and is guaranteed to to make his way down the pipeline, and it only can grow exponentially and get stronger with the exposure that he's receiving and the fact that he delivers on his product. Always been solid and always been revolutionary-minded. So... I want to compliment him from banging on brothers in the street, particular situation. Now he's banging on the system by explaining to people the exploitation taking place by these corporations. Yes. Understand? Daring people and artists in particular be different. Exactly. Take Take a risk. Have some faith. Step out on it. Come in with a solution, you know, um, by not only exposing the industry for their blatant, you know, exploitation of talent. I mean, if anybody has ever saw the 100 episodes of Unstung, where are they now and all of these other, you know, uh, 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 TV shows, you're, you're a coincidence. You know what I mean? It's not isolated incidents where these brothers who get into the music industry are getting completely ripped off for, you know, all of their intellectual property, their sweat equity and things of that nature. So the brother is taking a stance against the system, taking a stance against the industry, taking a stance against corporate greed, and he is truly going independent, and he is creating the blueprint. He's actually becoming yeah. a sacrificial lamb. You know, he's bearing the cross. He's bearing the cross, yeah. He's bearing the cross. And it's funny-ish, like, me and him used to talk about certain parallels, you know what I'm saying? Like, right when Street Knowledge took over uh, the online digital media campaign for Nipsey Hussle, when, when Epic Records brought us in, 
that was the year after Barack Obama became president. So I'm like, can do repping the blue, right? Banging on the six. <laughs> and then we are partnered with, you know what I'm saying, homie, because remember from 2007 to 2008, we was literally electioneering for Barack Obama before he announced his campaign for presidency. We were already been blogging, blogging about him based on us seeing him in February of 2007 at the Brooklyn Marriott being invited as part of the press corps to cover this young upstart that was just feeling the ground out. You can stand next to him and have a conversation with him at that point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we got a chance to kick it with him on more than one occasion. And I was like, yo, the brother Paul, he had just came through town and did a lecture on Hope, you know, speaking about Keep your eye open for anyone that comes through with a new form of dope, and it's called hope. Mm-hmm. I remember that. He bodied that. Yeah, he bodied that, and Nas used it and uh, a sample up for it um, for his, uh, on the nigga song. I breathe, my nigga, right? So, Nas boom, did. even though I had, I had, you know, went to that lecture, and I, and I had seen, and I know what to look for. Homie had a pitch that I was like, yo, if you work on that shit, it's going to stick. Because <laughs> he lined up his demographics that he had in that auditorium. That was his testing ground. He had demographics from every walk of life. And he put his spiel together. And it was beautiful oration, monotone oration. He was almost hypnotic in his particular speech patterns. And he was just, like, really getting his ground. And then he had that snap. You feel me? That, like, I got the goosebumps. Like, oh, shit. If he's about what he say, it'll be a problem. And then the people that came out to support him, they actually bought into that. They voted for him right then and there with their hearts, with their sentiments to say, yes, we want him to represent us. Because he was saying, I represent all of y'all. He made it very clear, black, white, Asian, gay, and straight. You know what I'm saying? So, and I executed, you know what I'm saying? And then Nipsey came along, and, and I was just able to see certain parallels. You feel me? Nipsey's a very, a very deep brother. And his perspective on things, because he's, he's globally traveled, he wasn't confined to the block. He was going to the continent people from Eritrea, you know what I'm saying? He's been other places as well. And just his perspective on the street shit, you know, it's very interesting. Like I said, I'm, I'm proud to see. Rolling, rolling. Blue laces, nigga, blue. <laughs> blue ain't got no name, nigga. Yeah. So, you know, homie's an inspiration feel me because I know that the young people is looking up to him and they saying, okay, now that's gangster. You know, he's, he's giving it a new look. He's, he's enterprising, you know what I'm saying? His G. And I salute him for that. But can I read you like just the uh, purpose of statement that I have prepared for this website, Power Pieces, real quick? You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm 
excited, I came across new information. Yeah, do your thing. Found information. Do your thing. You got access to the call queue? Oh, uh, yes, I do now. All right. So after you finish reading that, let's get into the show. Okay. Yeah, so, family, the information on the Empower Network, we're going to be bringing that to the family next week. We still have things that we have to do in the back office in regards to setting certain things up, you know what I'm saying, and just fleshing things out with our team, you know what I'm saying, because we have a team that's on this, this, this diligent and they're experts in this field, and it's going to be rolled out properly, you feel me? And it represents a form of remedy where we will never have a situation again where somebody that's part of our network says, I ain't got it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you need a donation for the fundraiser? Oh, no, I ain't got that. You know what I'm saying? I got to put this to the side or put that to the side. So at a point in time now when you see um, funding and things of that nature being scaled back, feel me, and, and government effectively toppling, falling to pieces in front of your eyes, now is the time for the two sovereigns to step forward and say, I got this, and not only for myself, for my direct family, and for my surroundings, you feel me? And then it extends outward from there. And a, a very vital part of the KTL Power Network as well will be, okay, now we got this very simple way for you to make fiat. That's already, you know, that game is in the bag. It's figured out. Yada you, yada ying. Now what? We're going to show you the easiest ways to convert some change into change. You know what I'm saying? Because there are people that are in need of your help, that are in your immediate surroundings, that you can actually help with pennies on the dollar, like 44 cents a day. You feel me? Yes, sir. We're going to show the family. We're going to show the family step by step exactly how to go about that process. It's like tithing and tithing, you know, for whatever you make, whether it be 2%, 5%, or 10% of your proceeds, you're going to put that into a way in which to touch people effectively, not to give to an entity that promise you empty promises of salvation and glorification, you know, after your cremation type of shit. Feel me now? Take that produce at wholesale, which is very simple, again, I got another box of 84 bananas for $8 today. So I understand the parable of Jesus fed the multitude with two loaves of bread. Yeah, two tens, nigga. Two tens can get you at least 200-plus pieces of fruit, and you could feed that many people, right? That's the multitudes right now. You know, you can make the change. You can make the difference. Once you make the change, we expect you to make a difference. KTL Empowerment Fund said it's, it's just what the world needed. It's the answer. All wrapped in one. And there's multiple tier systems of investment after that with other people who have been coming forth to have wonderful programs. They have gifting programs. They have the Pharma Coalition, the Pharma Alliances, Black Wall Street. You feel me? So it's a lot, a lot of things about to take place, you know. We just ask the family be very patient. Sometime next week, 
we will have everything tightened up and ready to introduce to the world. All right? Yes, sir. Yeah, give me one second. I'm scanning through something. Logging to this account while I'm waiting on that. Yeah, Brother Siddiqui and um, Professor Griff last night. Streets yeah. of L.A. was on fire. Them brothers. It's going in. On Sunday the 20th, I'm telling you that brother shared some information. I'm about to, we might need to do an emergency show sometime next week. You feel me? Because we got some info that I'm telling you, and you talking about you came from Comic-Con and you was mesmerized by this virtual reality world that they live in, but there are real things that are taking place that are jumping out of those <laughs> those comic books and those particular scenarios, Philip K. Dick books and what have you, like, they put some things together, some things have been put together, and the empirical proof is there to show that. If even just to expand the family's mind so they can imagine on different levels, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a conversation that needs to be had. Yeah, they spraying chemtrails. What's in the chemtrails, my nigga? Like, can we have that conversation? Or are you still trying to figure this thing out and decide whether if that's what they're doing? You still there with it? <laughs> Still don't know if that's exhaust or chemtrails. I don't know. I'm not sure. That might be smoke. We're still talking about chemtrails. Yeah, shout out to those brothers, though, you know. Um, did they record that uh, that session or that lecture? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. I get a pause on that. Yeah, I believe that's recorded. Yeah, for the family in New York, one of those uh, one of the hot titles running around on the streets is brother Philip Muhammad and Ali Muhammad's uh, debate that they had on Monday in New York and Harlem and whatnot, dealing with Scientology, Farrakhan, Nation of Islam. You know, yeah. The rabbi said the next one up is going to be the monster one, and it involves him. And a very, you know, this is like a champ. This this might be like Ali and and motherfucking Larry Holmes. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, Rod Cedar, Ray Hagan. Somebody said, I think, well, Brother Rich, the word in the streets, the next debate is going to be red and blue. Yo, listen. We're pillars. Yo, shout out to everybody that's going to see Ray Hagan say the same shit he said every time he come back. (laughs) (laughs) And and your mans who bring them don't never bring us. That shit is crazy. But he's just going to bring the same thing to say the same thing. To say the same old thing. Yeah. Oh. You better not ask that nigga no questions. You can't ask that scholar no questions. <laughs> you remember that? I forget that. <laughs> remember that? <laughs> Fuck out of here. Yo, um, has anybody on the line or anybody in the chat room saw the movie uh, 12 Years a Slave about Solomon Northup? 
us out? Yeah, I'm getting some feedback about that film right there. Mm-hmm. That art is a very interesting film. It's interesting what you've seen it? Nah, I haven't seen it personally, but um, I've been told by, you know, a few people that saw it that it was worth seeing. And it was uh, very interesting. I guess I'm going to have to ask KT, the arts degree, about uh, if he saw that or not, if it's worthy of a, you know, of a dialogue or whatnot. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm having an issue with my page. I'm just going to go and bring the uh, tonight's guest in. Okay. Let's put the show on the way. Okay? Yes, sir. Absolutely, family. So with no further ado, do you want to read the episode uh, information by any chance? Just want to get it straight. Let's get straight into it. This, you know, this is a continuation of Christian right. Absolutely, family. So with no further ado, we present to you caller from the 404-492. Queen, peace. Hello. Greetings. Peace. How's it going? Hello, Sister Pamela. Welcome back to Know the Ledge Radio. Uh, we had a very, very interesting time, who was it, about two or three weeks ago? Right, right. Indeed. We had a very powerful show. I want to say, first and foremost, thank you for laying out all of that uh, pertinent information. I got a lot of responses from the sisters, you know what I mean? Even a few brothers hit us up, and they were like, they wanted to give thanks for the information that you brought. And they also was wondering when you were going to come back because the uh, show was so abruptly cut off, you know what I mean, by uh, our good friends over at Blog Talk Radio. So um, right. mm-hmm. we figured that, that, you know, this is the right time. There's a full moon tonight. Um, we don't want anybody to wait when it comes to information about the family and these babies especially. So we are definitely uh, honored to roll the carpet out once more, the purple carpet for you, and uh, just let you come in and be a thing. But we may have some people on the line for the first time who may not be familiar with you or what you do, so I just wanted you to briefly introduce yourself to the family tonight um, and just let them know who you are, uh, the businesses that you are behind, and um, just some other tidbits that you may want to put in there. Okay, well, uh, first off, let me say um, thank you for having me um, with the show a couple of weeks ago. It was just really nice to get some things off my chest um, and then also express that to uh, the community. Um, so One second. Those... Hold on. We were getting a little bit of uh, feedback. I'm not sure if that was your phone. Uh, well, it's silent over here. Yeah, it was slightly static. It was like when you start talking, I'm hearing a little bit of static. Every time I talk, you hear static? A little bit, yeah. Uh, Blue, do you hear it yourself? Do you hear it on your on your end? Yeah, I hear it. Okay. 
Okay, well, let me try and change location. Okay. Okay, is this better? Yeah, slightly. I was still hearing a little bit of the uh, static, but maybe as you begin to talk, it will subside. Okay, well, hold on. Give me a minute and I'll call back in. Okay. All right. Yeah, Blue, if you want to make that switch too, you can do the uh, to your line. Do what? If you want to make that switch to go straight through your line as opposed to through my phone, you can do that. You said switch the lines to do what? Tell me that again. If you want to take this time to hang up and call in so you'll be, you know, because you're calling in through, we're, we're, we're on the same line right now. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so if you want to do yeah, that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that when she comes on. Let me read the uh, statement of purpose real quick. Okay. Okay. Our power pieces are not just jewelry, which can be described as exterior ornamentation, but more appropriately, what we have created is ancient futuristic technology crafted to bring out your inner beauty, purpose, and ultimate potential while making your exterior an immediate site of admiration. We are using ancient techniques, such as the utilization of the available energy source that permeates every corridor of our universe to power and charge your power piece, which merge into your own energy slash auric field, thus making you an energy generator and power resonator. This energy has been known throughout time by many different names, but most currently has been coined organ energy in the 1930s by an Austrian psychoanalysis named Willem Reich. What is organ energy? It is the underlying subtle energy that is at the root of existence and can be deemed the highest expression of energetic release, such as orgasmic. Organisms and organic are also in the same family as organs, as expressions of the energy force that is called by many names, but most popularly referred to as God. Wright's study into the subtle life force energy was met with much skepticism by the FDA, and his works were destroyed and banned from practice by the U.S. government. Luckily, remnants of his work survived, and there has been a resurgence in interest in Reich's finding. People are embracing what they perceive to be the profound benefits of organ technology. Now you can be a walking, talking organ generator, sharing your orgasmic love of life everywhere you appear. We are also honoring ancient tradition by using copper, which is a conduit of current, and our customized designs to enhance not only the potentiality of the stone that is part of the piece, but the copper is increasing the conductivity of the person who is wearing the power piece as well. Copper also has many other health benefits that its wearer becomes a direct recipient of. So that's our statement of purpose. Indeed, indeed. Powerful. Powerful. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's profound, like I said, man. Not only seeing the beauty of these particular pieces when the family goes on the fight, 
for being able to read up on the information that's listed on the site. The site is jam-packed with info, and there's going to be floods and a lot more of it. Uh, to the West Coast family, tomorrow is the Taste of Soul on Crenshaw. You know, I'm going to be in the building. I don't have my direct location yet, but I know I'll be between uh, Crenshaw and Malcolm X, right, right near the mall. So I'm in that area, Seven Heavens. Seamoss is going to be in the building. Power pieces will be in the building on display. So go water, you know what I'm saying? The whole line, Ocean 14, power pieces. We'll be talking at Empowerment Talk. So come through, come see us. Like I said, Brother Sadiq is going to be at the Grass Center on the 20th, which is Sunday. That's at 6 p.m. Family wants to check that out. It's going to be doing a lecture on manifestation, how to manifest your manifestation. So look into that. Show that there will be posts flying around the Internet. If we get a chance, we'll put it on the KTL page. Check us out uh, next Tuesday, next Friday show. It's going to be the business. We're going to be bringing more details about the Empowerment Network, network once we solidify some things in the back office. But trust me, family, this is it. I'm saying. <laughs> this is it. All right. I have so many phone calls, man, from people talking about, you know, they just want to get off that plantation. They want to turn their chains in 12 years of slavery too much. So, yeah. But let me go to the line and bring the sister forth, you know, on this glorious full moon night. All right. Shout out to all the lunatics out there. We see you on that moon, too. Yeah. Call her from the 444-492. Peace. Greetings. Welcome back. Hello. Can you all hear me? Yes, yes, we can. Oh. Okay, let's get started. Indeed. Yes. Yes, this, this. We slightly still hear it, but I'm willing to just allow you to, you know, work your thing, just work through it. Okay, yeah, I'm not hearing uh, any anything on my end. It's mad quiet where I am. Okay. It's cool. Red. Yes, sir. Yeah, you cool with it? Let it rock. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Let's just go with it. Okay. So, uh, Sister Pamela, just briefly introduce yourself to uh, the family, and then we'll get right into the uh, show tonight. Okay, um, well, like we were saying uh, before, well, I am Katie's wife, um, and <laughs> I um, work at home mother, um, two beautiful children, blended family with uh, three beautiful sons, um, and my business is pretty much based on everything that I create. I'm focusing on uh, cloth diapers, training pants. Um, natural parenting products for the mommies out there, and um, just overall health and care for mother and child. Um, And the last time we were on here, we spoke a little bit about um, homeschooling as well as uh, attachment parenting, things of that nature, a little bit of uh, natural childbirth. So I just uh, want to have an 
opportunity to come back and uh, answer those questions because, uh, like you were saying before, the show got cut off and I didn't want to leave anyone hanging or if anyone had anything that um, they want to specifically touch on. So I'm just coming back with that opportunity uh, to, to do that tonight. Yes, indeed. Indeed. So, um, in the previous show, when you came on, you spoke about the benefits of homeschooling. Uh, you spoke about the benefits of home birthing. You spoke about um, the nutrition. But I want to start with um, getting back on the whole nutrition thing. We often receive a lot of questions from um, parents as well as brothers and sisters who are seeking an alternative in their whole dietary uh, regimen and whatnot. So I would love for you to share with the family from personal and from a research point of view what are some of the foods that a new that a mother with a newborn child could begin to indulge in and um you know that will help uh with the uh nutrition um especially if she's breastfeeding for the child as well as some of um the parents out there who have children who are um not nursing right now who are eating solid foods and things of that nature and um they don't want to go the Gerber route or they don't want to go, you know, with the regular bottled food that they have in the stores and things of that nature. What are some alternatives that you suggest? Okay. Well, um, I'll, I'll first off and say that they're not alternatives. It's, it's <laughs> pretty much, you know, the basics of, of, of eating. Um, you pretty much want to make sure that you're indulging in a, in a high amount of green leafy vegetables. Um, those are the, you know, the the best thing that your mom actually told me. She was the main um, person I was speaking to during that time. Uh, the most important thing she said was you want to eat nutrient-rich foods. She's like, you just don't want to eat food, but the food has to be rich in nutrients, rich in vitamins. And so, um, you know, basically the green leafy vegetables, a lot of produce. Um, a lot of people think that, that um you can just eat whatever you want. You should eat a lot. Okay. Um, I just called in on another phone just in case there's still static going on. So I called in on the 404-482 number if we want to make that switch over. Um, okay. Lou, you want to do that? Yeah, we can. Yeah, we're going to have Blue open up the line for you. All right. Okay. That line is open. Okay, can you, is this better? Hold on, let me, let me mute the other line. Speak now, please. Okay, yes. Is this working out better as far as the static is concerned? It's better. We still hear, like, a very slight static, but please continue talking. Okay, well, we'll just go ahead and stick with this then. Um, so, yes, nutrient-rich foods, um, 
green leafy vegetables, of course. Um, you have your kales, you have your spinach, um, you have a moringa, all of that that you can be intaking. Um, you, of course, your body's going to go through some natural shedding. I mean, you have to remember that you've been giving pretty much a, a lot of your uh, vitamins and nutrients away to grow baby over the last nine, ten months. And if you're going into nursing or breastfeeding, you'll be giving once again for another one to two years. And so you want to replenish your body um, um, while you're you're going through that period of time. Um, after baby comes out, of course, it's my opinion that breastfed is best fed. However, parents, not all mommies can do that. Um, and I, I will say one thing is you want to stay away from foods that can deplete or dry out your milk, um, such foods like uh, that sage, things like that. Those things, rosemary, um, they dry out your milk, and a lot of women don't know that. You also have foods that will change the taste of your milk, um, which would be onions and um, garlic um, um, that you know baby will not want to eat. And so that could lead to a hard time dealing with nursing. Mm. And so, um, well, of course, you know, my husband, he has the, the, the vegan, the baby form that he comes out with, that he already came out with. So that's a good option that you have. Um, and sea moss is, is wonderful um, as far as nourishing mommy and baby during the postpartum time. Do I still have you all? I'm sorry. Say that again, please. Just making sure I still had everyone there. Oh, no. We're still here. Still okay. So, yes, those are the things that you could do. Okay. Another question. Um, what remedies do you have for babies who are gaseous? have a lot of gas, also for babies who may be constipated. And as a result of constipation, what may be some of the remedies for that? And what may, if, if, could there be something wrong that the mother may be doing, you know what I mean, that could uh, lead or cause constipation with the babies, the newborns and whatnot? Okay, now when you're talking about mothers who are gassy, like gassy after birth, or like during birth, children who are gassy. Oh, children who are like colic. Okay. Um, well, if if it's with dealing with nursing, there there are foods out there that um, mommy should stick away, stay away from, uh, such as broccoli, cabbage. Um, if if anything gives the mom gas, then it will most likely give the baby gas. So then you want to be careful with mixing mixing your acidic foods as well. Lemon is is uh, causes gas, especially if you mix like pineapple, mango, strawberry with your green leafy vegetables. That can cause gas. Um, so you want to um, sort of rule out foods in your dietary regimen that you're eating to sort of help you decipher what is causing baby gas. A lot of people have the misconception that just because baby is breastfeeding means baby is not um, sucking in air. So they don't burp the baby, but you still should, you should still burp your child after, after um, breastfeeding sessions. Um, when it's dealing with constipation, I would say the best thing to do is Water, water, water. Like mom has to make sure she is drinking the 
up levels of water um, because you have to remember you're not just nourishing yourself, you're nourishing your child as well. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm no doctor. However, um, those are some basic, basic um, main things that you can do to help with that. But you can also deal with, with what mommy is eating. If mommy is constipated, baby's constipated. If mommy is, you know, just at the dehydration level, the baby is even more dehydrated. So whatever you're feeling, the baby feels it ten times more. So um, those are some things that, that could be the cause. And a couple things that that could remedy it. And the great thing you want to do is whenever your baby nurses, you want to drink water with them. So drink a good 16, 12, 16 ounces um, just as you're beginning your nursing session. And those are things that can help. Excellent, excellent. Definitely. Can we talk about the next question? Can we talk about some of the research about chemicals that are in the baby bottles, the pacifiers, and other plastic items that, uh, you know, a lot of scientists and people are warning about? I'm not sure if the family is 100% familiar with this, and um, I'm not sure if you are as well, but, uh, you know, if you if you are, can you share whatever research that you've accumulated with the family? Uh, right. When I was first starting, I actually did a small report on it when I was in my journal. Um, I went to school for journalism, so um, I was doing a report um for this freelancing company that I was working with. Um, the main thing when it comes to plastics um, is what's called BPA or bisphenol A. It's um, basically a, a chemical that's used to make plastic plastic. Um, and sometimes it's called leaching. It can, it can leak or leach into uh, that, that chemical can leak into whatever um, liquid or food that we're, that we're, that that is touching that plastic. Um, and so I know a lot of the times some people may notice that when you have your plastic containers, there's like a triangle and a number in it, like, you know, maybe the number two or the number four. Um, so basically the lower the number, um, the, the cheaper, or, you know, the, the product is as far as how it will stand up over time. Um, and so you have... You have a, a, a high gear, you know, a high factor that that chemical will leak into um, what you're using. Um, so I like to stay away from plastic. Um, and let me stick to the glass. Of course, you can't do glass as a pacifier, but you also have uh, some um, natural uh, uh, soothers that you can use with with your child. Um, I'm just now researching um, wood, wooden teethers and stuff like that. I haven't, of course, I didn't, I didn't use it on my first shot, but I, I, I'm going to try and see how it's going to go for the second baby. Um, we're not too familiar with with pacifiers or soothies in my house. Um, we used it briefly. Um, the main, that's that's what I've researched thus far with uh, plastic and. Baby products, and you all—you always want to go online and make sure, see what the recalls are as well. There's 
so many things out there. It's really hard to keep up. But, you know, as parents and as their protectors and their guiders, we have to take that extra step um, to see what is best for them. So. Indeed. I'm going to ask a question that I'm sure, you know, I'm, I'm yeah, something that I'm sure hopefully everybody is familiar with. But um, like I said, we can't chance anything at the end of the day. And I know that there's parents out there that are, you know, they may be, um, they may not be knowledgeable about the dangers of vaccine. Vaccines? Some of the complications and the adverse effects of vaccinations. And what are the options that parents have both in the operating room um, when the child is born with the hepatitis B uh, vaccination and also when they um, go to the uh, the pediatrician um, on their next visits and whatnot, and they continuously, because I remember the procedure that they were trying to pull with my, with my son, where they were, con- they were relentless with trying to vaccinate him um, the first five or six times that we went until we completely had to shut them down. Oh, yes. Um, that is a, <laughs> man, that's one of the, the hardest things that, that um, you probably have to face is, is saying no. But um, the main thing you want to remember is everything is voluntary. So what you decide to do is um, what they will do. And you have to remember that you have the right and you can say no. Um, I did not, I have not done any vaccinations, period, with my children. Um, everything is optional. And you can say no to the hepatitis B shots and everything when you're, you're in the hospital and you're just giving birth. Um, the main thing is you have to research yourself and see what it is that's in the vaccine and if it's something that you want to deal with or not. Um, you have to, and the thing with vaccines is it's introducing that bacteria, that disease into the bloodstream. And so it's not that the vaccine will, will um, is a prevention measure. It's actually introducing introducing what it is. It's introducing that hepatitis C, uh, that flu. It's putting it in your bloodstream so your body um, will build up the... Um, um, how do you say? It'll build, it'll, it'll build up the immune system. So when it's inter- when, so when you go out into the world and some, you know, you get that airborne disease or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. Your your body have ha- already has that defense inside of it. But I will say it's it, it's better to to get those diseases, chicken pox, stuff like that. It's better to get it naturally. So you're so you know naturally meaning. You know, if someone touches you, you have chicken pox. You, it's better to get it that way so your body has a, a greater defense to it. Um, and so there's, there's what vaccines are. A lot of people think that it's, it's like, oh, well, this is the magic fix. No, it's the actual disease. It's the actual problem that they're putting into your bloodstream. And so, um, and you have to remember that you can say no. I know here in Atlanta our pediatrician is, Scari, um, a lot of people know Navorna Scari, um, and she does not offer vaccines. And um, you can you can easily say it's for philosophical reasons, it's for religious reasons. 
So do your research in your own state and see what what um what you can do to um yeah. to say no if that's something that you choose to do. When I put together the um exemption form for my son, uh they they I had to do it again last year. You know, we were riding out for years and everything was okay. And then something popped up and they were like, "Well, we need, you know, that we need some paperwork." So I researched New York um, State, and um, the loopholes in New York State were dealing, and they said that New York State is one of the most, um, one of the hardest states to get exempt from. So I went on the grounds of religion as well. I said that it is against the laws of God to introduce foreign agents into, you know, the temple the pure temple and I said it was it was um you know they were good Christians. You didn't have to put you know, you play the game. It was and, and we we find it, you know, against our religion to um in, engage in any kind of adverse behaviors that would even introduce hepatitis. You know, so, you know, why would we need a vaccination for that when um the child will only have, you know, sexual relations when he gets married. I mean we went straight a uh, house on a little house on the prairie, on the you know. So, but it worked. Right. It worked out. You just have to, you know. You gotta, you gotta know yeah. what the loopholes are. And there are a lot of sites right. online, family, with a lot of templates that you can actually don't don't copy it word for word. You know, tweak it a little bit. There are people who do research online, and they will they will assist you in your journey. And also, can you share with the family? the uh, relationship between autism and vaccination, and is it factual? The relationship between what? Autism. Autism. I do not know that relationship, actually. Okay. That might be more of KP's field. Yeah, there's there's research out there that is um, linking vaccinations with the rise or rather the increase in autism. Okay, uh, amongst you know a lot of the uh, children that are suddenly just coming, some children are not born with it; they're coming down with it, and it's um, being blamed on some of these vaccinations, you know, whatnot. So. Yeah, I wouldn't put it beside it. So yeah. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And also, I'll say with the, I don't know if you two remember, you all were actually in Atlanta when Tanaya, our first daughter, was born. Um, And Mm -hmm. I somehow caught a bug or something like that. And you two were staying in the living room. And and, um, uh, KT brought you all over. And and someone asked the question, like, oh, should should the baby be back there with her? And, uh, you know, his response was, well, that's the best place for her to be. Because, you know, when you're breastfeeding, you're naturally building those antibodies to fight exactly. off uh, that problem. And so you're giving it directly to baby, which is a great thing. And so um, I remember during that time, um, it was quite funny. I couldn't see you all at all. I was so tired. I <laughs> Right. And she, she was back there with me, and she never once uh, caught any type of sneeze or cough or anything. So... You know, if you know, just saying out there, if people you know are a little skeptical or um, have questions about that, I know my mother was like, "Oh, I don't know." 
um, you know, I've been through it. And um, so if, if you're breastfeeding, um, that's, you know, don't stop breastfeeding if you're um, – if you happen to catch a little bug, because that's the best way that your baby will be immune to it. So um, just want to put that out there just in case that was a, a question in someone's head. Indeed. No doubt. We appreciate that. Definitely mm-hmm. appreciate that. Um, okay. So is there any topic specifically that you care to touch on that you didn't necessarily yes. um, touch on? Yeah. Yes. Um, I wanted to talk a little more about the chemicals involved in the, max, in the manufacturing and the use of diapers. Um, a lot of people don't know about it, and it's something that I don't talk about a lot, um, simply because there, there, there are so many uh, negative things out there that already deal with childbirth and giving baby and so many things that we have to be, you know, cautious of. But in this society, it's really putting a stamp of fear on it. So I don't talk about it too much, but I do want people to be aware about it because um, I've had a couple clients um, that have been coming to me about the chemical burns involved with using disposable diapers. Um, And one of my clients actually came forward and I was, so grateful for her for coming forward um, that she was involved with the study of those chemical burns. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about the um, the chemicals involved with, with the manufacturing use, like I said before. Um, there's a lot of things. You have to remember that when you're using these disposable products, even women with the sanitary napkins, um, these things have to be bleached. Um, same thing with, with with food, with meat and things of that nature. It has to be bleached. It needs to be sterilized, quote unquote, um, for it to to be used um, according to their rules and regulations. And so, when you're dealing with, um, I'm talking mainly about diapers, but this is also dealing with sanitary napkins and tampons as well. Um, do I, hello. Yes, we are. Okay, great. I want to make sure I have you all. Um, <laughs> there's something called dioxin, D-I-O-X-I-N. It's a byproduct of the paper bleaching paper bleaching process. Um, and basically what it is, it's, it's a chemical that's released when, when, when it's, um, something has been bleached. Um, and so it's linked to a number of problems and diseases, and this is found in your diapers. And this is found in the in the sanitary uses for the women. Um, and so the thing about dioxin is it builds up in the in the the fatty tissues, the fat deposits of the body. So even though there there may be a small percentage of it, you have to remember this is something that is touching your baby's bottom all the time, every single day, all day. Pam, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut your wisdom. I just wanted to know, do you I wanted to see if you wanted to try something. Do you want to, can you call my phone and then have me bring you in on a three-way? And maybe that would make okay. the uh, the whole line clearer. I want to see if we okay. can try that out. I want, to, I want everybody to be able to hear the clarity and um, the, all of the information. Yes, I understand. Give me one second. Mm-hmm. 
what I let me get another phone and call your phone in. Um it's uh I'll give it to you three four seven. I'm calling Phil's phone or Paul's phone? Yes. Yeah. Phil's. Phil? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, we're doing it right now. Okay. Okay. Ringing. <laughs> Hold on one second. Okay. Yeah, you could do it again because my phone was out. All right. Call it back. Okay. Don't you just the technical difficulties? Yes. Uh, Blue, are you on the line? All right, give me one minute, family. Hello, Pam? Hello? 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 Hello, hello. All right, give me one minute. It seems like we are crossing a few lines. Uh, Pam, Sister Pam, I'm going to call you back on my line and then bring you in on a three-way. That'll be the best way because uh, Blue is not answering. Give me one minute. Peace. Wait, you there? Okay, family, I'm sure that he has to click over to uh, call Pam on a three-way. So he should be back shortly. All right? Please give him a minute. Enjoy yourself. You got to take a bathroom break, take a water break, what have you. All we got to do to handle the business now is the time to get it done. I do want to remind you about these upcoming events. Again, for anyone that's on the West Coast, Taste of Soul tomorrow on Crenshaw is popping. It's an all-day event. I believe it kicks off at 10 a.m., and I'm sure it's going to run into the evening time, 9 or 10. Come out and see the family. I was told that it's one of the largest gatherings where you could really see the face of L.A. 
melanated, carbonated face of L.A. People come through that you sometimes don't see again for the entire year. So I look forward to seeing the family out and about. All right, if you want to check out any of the Ocean 14 products, Seven Heaven Seymour, Sogo Water, you want to get your power piece, you will be located on Crenshaw, I believe between Malcolm X and Stocker. All right? Right near the mall. Hello? So, definitely come through. Yeah. Peace. Here, either one, either me or Pam on the line. You said I can hear you on the line. Pam is still here. Yes, and I hear Pam. All right. Okay. Yeah. Good money. All right. This is, I guess, Mercury is still in retro. Oh, the joys of the moon. Huh? The joys of the moon. Indeed, indeed. But we're here in the building. Uh, peace okay. and family. Thank you for being patient with us. Uh what we were talking about before we took this uh, abrupt break is the uh, chemicals that are present in both diapers and also the um, tampons, feminine products. So uh, can you continue to elaborate? Yes, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Um, so we were ta- I was talking about the oxen, how it's a byproduct of the paper bleaching process just to catch up. Um, and how that can be, over time, the residual uh, could be stored in the fatty tissues of the body over time, and um, that's not a good thing linked to many uh, diseases and uh, downfalls like endometriosis, ovarian, breast cancers, birth defects, things of that nature. Um, There's also um, the absorbency that is called, like I know um, those who are familiar with diapers, when the baby soils the diaper, there's like this gel that forms, um, and that's called a sodium polyacrylate. And actually sometimes it can be physically released, you know, and uh, it touches the baby's, the baby's bottom. I don't know if anyone who has changed their baby and seen that, it's like these little clear balls that come out of the diaper. Um, and if you have, that's what you're looking at. You're looking at that um, absorbent chemical. Um, and it, and also you have to deal with the, the pesticides that's used in harvesting the cotton um, um, to, use, to, to make those diapers and those feminine products. And there's this... Um, pesticide called furon. It is the worst. Deoxin and furon are actually banned in six countries, but it's, it's not banned here for whatever reason. Um, I guess it's still okay for us to use. But furon is a pesticide that's sprayed on the cotton when it's harvested, and it can last um, in, 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 the, in, in the, the product for up to 20 years. And so when you, when you sit down and you truly think about it, you know, your your baby is in diapers for nearly two years. Um, studies show that you probably use about 6,000 diapers over two years' time. Um, and that's touching, like I said, that's touching your baby's bottom all the time, every time. When you, when you look into tampons, this is something that's even worse. You, it's something that is in direct contact um, with your vaginal wall. And so you are 
firsthand soaking this stuff into your body, and you don't even know it. So a lot of people wonder why they're so upset and they're so um, why why they bleed so much, and that's one of the reasons. Is because you're you're constantly putting these chemicals on your body. Um, and so I really want people to start to to research that and look that up because that's something that we're not told, you know. Um, and I know it's a lot to think about and it's a lot to deal with, but it's one of the things that you know that made me makes a makes a switch to using cloth both for my babies and for myself. Um, and so I I, um, I wanted to put that out there, you know, the cloth options that you have. Indeed. Do you can you share um, some of the research that deals with gender bender chemicals? Oh yes, um, but there's also it's <laughs> how hilarious gender bender. <laughs> gender um, exactly. Um, that's also dealing with those um, chemicals as well, because those are the, those are the main ones. Um, you have some things that can lead that um, it's the stuff like the furan and the dioxin. Both of them lead to a thyroid gland dysfunction. They also uh, deal with hormonal disruption. So if you're messing with your hormones, hello, um, <laughs> that that's something that that can, you know, as as uh, he puts it, gender bender um, uh, things. And then there's also called there's also something called toxic toxic shock syndrome. It deals with the the high temperature of um, when, or the scrotal temperature, the high scrotal temperature when putting disposable diapers on the baby. So you, and then here's the thing. So you have your your urine and you have your feces. When those mix together, they already cre- create ammonia, you know, when they're sitting. And so yeah. then you mix it with these synthetic fragrances and these synthetic products found in, in, in the disposable products, and that creates a wasteland. You might as well stick your head in the gas in the gas tank of your car. Like, it's, it's the worst thing. And so these chemicals basically strip, not just the skin, not just the, those, those layers that we see, but they strip away those layers that are found on the inside as well. And so when you have the hormonal disruption, you have things that change over time. Those, those are the, the same chemicals that can, um, you know, as far as when you're just looking at that aspect of it, that can um, disrupt the hormones and the, and the growth. Um, of our children. Wow. Mm. That's just that aspect of it, of course. So. Indeed, indeed. Interesting. Yeah, and you have to know that there are alternatives out there. And like I said, that was one of the reasons. At first, you know, I was just deciding to do cloth diapers. I was like, oh, it's so cute. I'll do it. But then I started researching it, and I was like, whoa. And that's going to be, like I said, direct contact with your baby's bottom. Um, and Pampers Dry Max, sorry, I don't know if I'm supposed to, like, say the actual brand, but it's already out there. Um, that was the the product that was causing these chemical burns on children. So, you know, be sure to Google that, um, Pampers Dry Max Chemical Burns. Um, and it was a, it pretty much caused endometriosis. Um, or a skin, a skin staph infection um, to the to the baby's bottom. I, I can't even 
the pictures were grotesque. I was I was pretty upset. I'm glad I didn't see it. But um, that like I said, one of my clients asked me about that, and that's why she decided to use cloth diapers. And so I did a little bit of research on it. One of my clients came forward saying that she was on the the productive team that was dealing with it. So um, please be aware that if you see like any spot on your child, you always want to um, discontinue whatever you're doing before you, you know, so you can figure out what it is um, because it, it doesn't look pretty. I don't have to deal with it. I don't know what diaper rash is, period. Um, mm. I get asked this question a lot. I never had to deal with diaper rash um, in using cloth diapers because basically it allows the, the, the skin to breathe, you know, whereas you're putting pretty much paper and plastic on your child's bottom otherwise. So I don't know what diaper rash is, but, you know, be be aware of those things. And you also have to think of the, the synthetic fragrances involved as well. Indeed. Uh, I have another question about remedies for colic. Colic for the air. Um, well, number one, burping your child, of course, is college, the college side of it. Um, if there's any type of uh, spit-up involved with the college, um, if if there is, um, if you're doing formula, you um, you definitely need to, uh, how do I say, watch it. Um, not limit it so much, but don't, don't allow the baby to... Um, drink a whole bottle in one session, you know, break break it up. So if the baby drinks half a bottle, burp the baby, try to get as much air out as possible, and then allow the baby to, to drink again from the bottle. Same thing with the breastfeeding. Let the baby drink a little bit, um, maybe for like five, ten minutes, burp, and then allow the baby to drink again. Um, that's, like, that's air pretty much forming um, below where the baby has already eaten. So there's a bubble under the milk. Um mm-hmm. Other things you can do to sort of release that is you have to you have to do the leg exercises to to help the baby pass the gas because sometimes it might be too low for them to burp it up so it's going to come out the, the rear end um, you know like uh, lay the baby down on their back and and move their um, feet backward and forward sort of like they're bicycling um, lay the baby on their tummy and sort of pat their back like that massage the belly to help get that air out. Indeed. Indeed. Are you aware of any, I know that you're in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Are you aware of any, um, like, sisterhood circles that come together, that bring the babies together, or, like, conscious-themed daycare centers, places where brothers and sisters who have children, star seeds, you know, indigos and crystals, can actually go to bring their children together to play together. You oh, know, to play together. Um, I don't know of any outright. Um, there are plenty. There are so many people out here um, <laughs> that if you you can start your own, really. Um, I know that there. I have my personal circles, but it's it's not like it's not an annual thing. Um, but there are a lot of. Uh, daycare centers in the in the downtown Atlanta area that cater to that. Um, I just think it's a matter of asking around in the community, asking where you are locally. 
Um, and like I said, if it's not there, forming your own, um, because I, I feel it's important that, the, the, like we were talking about social, socialization the last time and how um, one of the fears with homeschooling was having the, the children, um, they're not able to socialize properly. One of the things I was saying was to, to talk to your child directly, talk to them how you want them to speak. Don't talk to them in a Google Gaga uh, format because that's how they'll respond. And so, and and that's also having to deal with a healthy relationship. If if both parents are in the same home, or if both caretakers are in the same home, having a healthy relationship between the two of you, because how you express to each other is how the child is going to to dial, dialect with you all, and other children as well. Um, so, as far as those groups are concerned, you know, you can start your own. You can just ask around. Um, there's there's so many enclaves and, and black communities out there. It's just a matter of putting your foot forward and, and, and speaking up. Okay. No doubt. No doubt. Um, I was thinking about something. It'll come to me, though. I was thinking about one thing. Speak on. I'm sorry, say that again? I was thinking of one thing, and it, it just slipped my mind as I was answering that question. Oh, okay. Um, it'll come back to me, though. I just want to make sure I, I uh, talked uh, the questions, if there were any questions from last time. Oh, I remember it right now. So um, last time we were on, Phil asked me if, um, sorry, I don't say bread and blue pill. Y'all are, you know, I met y'all as Phil and Paul. <laughs> but... <laughs> So asked me about any resources for the men out there that they could uh, read on to help them in preparing for pregnancy, childbirth, and afterbirth. Um, and so I told them I, I hadn't found anything out there. However, that inspired me to put something together. Um, yeah. An interview series for the fathers. So while I was on, I wanted to go ahead and put it out there that if there are any fathers interested in sharing their ideal, um, sharing what they've gone through as new fathers, um, as veteran fathers, um, I want to start a, a blog series on my website, on my blog. Um, and so I wanted to encourage you all to message me via the Sadie's Babies page um, on Facebook um, to to you know, send me your information, let me know you're interested so we can have a series of interviews ongoing for the fathers out there so they have a resource, a resource that they, they can read about. So, and on Facebook, you can find me under Sadie's Babies. So, In the words of our good Christian brothers, hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, we need that, you know. I, 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 I'm honest for that right there you know, for giving the brothers, you know, a platform and uh, making us feel, I don't know, wanted. No, I'm just playing. Yeah, it's, it's what it is. It's to make you feel like you're wanted, like you have a place. A lot of men think that they don't have a place, and you do. A lot of people who are already in the medical field, who are already in 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 these uh, practitioner uh, positions, feel that the men don't have a place, and you do. You're you're integral, an integral role. Like I said, we didn't get pregnant on our own. Most of us, as well, uh, didn't get pregnant on our own. So you all are needed. Man, because I know in the Western, in in in, in the uh, Western medicine, or in that whole, you know, men are not really, you know, they they really don't make you feel like like in the hospitals and stuff like that. There's, you know, 
is really not a feeling. I, I, I'm speaking for black men, though. I don't know how they make Asian men and, you know, Albanian, Europeans feel, but I know for the brothers, you know, it's like, yo, um, can you go get us a coffee while we talk about, you know, these children? Yeah. That's not a good look. Correct. Not a good look. And um, in your humble opinion, right, what is the, in, in your in your opinion, what what would be the importance of having sisterhood and, um, you know, I would just say familyhood, you know, yeah. support groups in our community, in our network to, you know, share information, you know, where you don't have to rely on Google and you don't have to rely on, you know, medical practitioners and people who are going to give you either what it is that they've been taught and trained to give you from a from a point of view or something that's going to serve their interests. You know, so how important is it to have these circles or these, you know, um, forums where brothers and sisters of like minds who don't want to vaccinate their children, who don't want to, you know, go shop at um, the, the corner store for the, you know what I'm saying, a two-star cuisine to feed their children and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what what is the importance of that in your opinion? Oh, it's, it's, it's the most important. I'm glad that you switched it and then you didn't just say sisterhood, it's familyhood. I see too many sisterhood groups out here that leave the men out and frankly I'm tired of it. You can feel how you want to feel about that. But um, <laughs> we need to focus more on family and that. and there there's more than the woman or that that makes up the family. But it's of it's of high importance. You have to remember that we all come from a, a, a cultural background that has been frowned upon for ages, frowned upon for us to express for ages. However, others can take it and express it as their own, and it's fine. Um, and so we have cultural practices that unfortunately have been lost. And we need to bring that back as well when it comes to raising our children. We cannot raise our children, and I am speaking directly of black, African-American, color uh, children. We have to raise them the way our ancestors did because they can't grow up in the society how these other children do because we'll lose ourselves. And so um, I think it's of high importance, and like I said, bringing the family into it. You know, we talked last time about always teaching from a cultural perspective with our children, and you always have to bring it back to family. Um, I was told, um, I was talking to one sister. She's actually, she was from Africa. She lives in Chicago, and we were just, um, we just ran across each other one day, and she was um, told me how she was raised in Africa um, before moving to Chicago and marrying her American husband, who who is black, um, how just between the two of them, they raised they raised their children with different moral values. Um, and she gave the, the example of there being different balls. Like there's the moral ball that you know the moral compass. There's the family ball, and um, there's like the you know the social ball. And if you know you drop that family ball, it shatters while the other ones bounce back. It's hard to to piece those to have those pieces back together. And that's where we are now. We're shattered. And um, we're trying to put it all back together. But if, you know, if we as adults, we as parents, we take it back and we research where we came from and why we did certain things the way we did it, how we did it, that's how we can bring those cultural practices back. And that's how we need to raise our children. 
it's important that we don't become who we're criticizing. You know, I don't know how many times we've gone to a store and we've seen other children behave in a manner, and, we're, and we would say in our heads, my mother would have never put up with that. I would have got spanked right there. She would have stepped over me and kept it moving. You know, we hear it all the time. Um, and so it's important we don't become who we criticize. And, and in order to do that, we have to know where we came from. We have to know why we did things, how we did those things. And so with those circles, um, you know, although information may be lost, we can piece it together, you know, with, with um, maintaining those relationships and having those, those, even if it's just an hour out of the week um, where, where people of like minds can come together and educate each other, you know, because I, I don't know everything. So it, it's important that we're able to share that with each other. Indeed, indeed. Totally agree with you. I'm, I'm on board with you with that right there. <laughs> Not for real. Because it's like that, I'm beginning to see our people fall for the bait and switch. You, you know, the, the wise man once said, don't become what you despise the most. Exactly. Um, it was interesting the other day. I was like, wow, you know, this is the, this bait and switch thing is interesting because you know, I come from a I come from a time that I I can recall that um and family I'm not being facetious or I'm not you know taking shots at anybody with their orientation and and things of that nature. I'm just stating an observation. When we were coming up in New York City, the uh, Caucasian man, Caucasian male predominantly was the one who was engaging in homosexual activities, okay? He was the poster child for that. And, our, and, and from what I saw, I'm not sure, maybe I wasn't looking close enough, but from what I saw, that was the role that he, you know, defined. Fast forward to right now, he's on his Robin stick, okay? He's macking, you know what I mean? He's no longer that poster child. For that lifestyle, his new lifestyle is, you know, Shaquita Bay with the natural, you know, strolling down one two fifth with her on his arm. That's where he becomes the he became the poster child of that. And Ray Ray and them, or Ray, you know, Ray Sean, you know, he become the poster child. You know, they change clothes. Mm-hmm. No, and I'm I'm generalizing, of course, you know. But I'm saying that when you see enough of that repeat itself, because I'm on 125th Street some days out of the week, and it's an interesting place to be. I've traveled many places, many states, state of minds, and many different um, territories around America. No, There's nowhere that has 100,000 people um, foot traffic a day like 125th Street does. So you're able to take the temperature of, the culture and the community and society as a whole just by standing there and looking. You feel me? And do and playing a ratio game. You're able to really sum up what's going on in your culture by just standing out there and you know, what I do walk away from when I leave hundred and twenty fifth street as I do see the influence and the overall power of the media. I really I really I really see the influence that by saying that 
by saying influence, the impression, the impressionable, um, the way that they are able to impress upon people who don't have a culture. They've manufactured all of these different subcultures to give to people, and they've been eating it up and swallowing it up, and this is what they wear. This is, you know, they, they, they have a BET culture, they have an MTV culture, and they have a VH1 culture. They have a... Um, they have a, 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 a Maury Povich culture, you know what I'm saying. They have a, a Ricky Lake culture. These are they have a a, a, um, a Stephen Bilko culture. Like they people have adapted to the media in ways that they are identifying, you know, with the music and the videos and the personages um, to the T. Like they 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 they're cloning themselves. They they're being cloned. To all of these different subcultures and whatnot, and it's interesting. It is extremely interesting, but these are not who. It's, 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 they look strange. They look like they're strangers to me, because, like I said, they're not who we are. Okay, it's just not who we are. You know, I know some people say that just let people be who they're gonna be, and you know, I'm like, I understand. I understand. I know what's real and what's not. I know when people are not in their proper persona and when they're basically in the artificial lane. And that's what I'm seeing. You know, so. Well, um, on the note, from my two cents as far as where it comes with that, um, we, men and women, we have to raise our children the way we desire them to be. But when I say don't become who you're criticized, I'm also talking about women. If you if you don't like the man that that that, that fathered your child, don't criticize the man in front of the child. You know, same thing with the, with the men on that aspect. A lot of the times, as mothers, if if we're feeling a way toward the man or a man, if you're feeling a way toward the woman, you'll say things outside of your neck. You'll say things intentionally, and you'll say in front of the child, and the child will hear that. And one of two things can happen: the child will grow towards you if it's a male, but the child will cling to you and want to become more like you, and the male will want to become more like the female, and that drives him away from his father. Same thing with the girls. The girls will either want to be more like the man because that's what she's missing, or the girl will want to be more like her mother, and all she will want is her mother, and that will relate sexually. Yeah. And so that's how we form the gender bending, you know, and the socialization. So parents, please be aware, you know, I don't have a, a perfect marriage there sometimes where we get on each other's nerves, but I cannot reflect that to my child. I have to keep that in, and when it's the time, talk to my husband on a, on, a, on a separate occasion and let him know, and he can let me know what's bothering us. But you cannot chastise, you cannot criticize your partner, your your the mother, the father of your child, um, in front of the child, because that's how we can that's how we drive each other away, and that's how the culture changes. You know, I don't you know if if, if people are homosexual out there, bisexual, that is a, that is on them. But I'm talking more of the psychological effects, and that, that happens from the womb. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, when, when you're pregnant, when you're in that gestation period, like I said before, you have to be cautious about what you allow into your circle 
you cannot allow those thoughts to come in and, and mess with your being because you're growing. You're growing a life inside of you. And um, so you just have to, to remember that. Like I said, you can't, don't, don't let your child become who you're criticizing, whether he's white, black, mother, father, whatever. Um, you have to keep your thoughts pure when it comes to communicating with your offspring. I'm so glad that you said that. Now I have to ask this question, and it pertains to our good brothers and sisters in the conscious community who are students of, you know, history, culture, and things of that nature. And many of them have children in the household. Many of them have, you know, um, if not if not their children, it's, it may be nephews and things of that nature. And they may share with them some of the information that they're receiving dealing with the... Um, with, uh, you know, just dropping information on them, basically about the government, you know what I'm saying, white superiority, slave trade, all of these revelations that they have, you know, the whole Hidden Colors lineup. So they may be in the house just going off on Caucasians. I mean, just going in, like totally, you know, just com- completely calling them everything under the sun, They may be throwing, you know, uh, people with alternative lifestyles under the bus. You know, it just, inside of the household, it may be a lot of, you know, negative energy, Mm -hmm. judgment, and a a lot of, you know, just a lot of, a lot of, you know, MFs and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? What are some of the adverse effects of, you know, being very emotionally unstable? when dealing with, you know, the information and um, not knowing how to how to share it with your younger children or not being able to um, teach them in a more positive manner where it is that they're not seeing it as hate. Right. Um, it's, a, it's a two-way street when it comes to that. The, the, you know, the, the question you have to ask yourself is, do you want change or do you want things to stay the same? Because all that talking isn't going to do anything. You can say mofo this, mofo that all you want, but nothing's going to change until you teach your child what it is you want to change. Mm-hmm. So there are, like, like you said, there are a lot of emotional imbalances that are out there, and, and it takes a great toll on the children. It could it could be anywhere from they become incredibly introverted, where they they don't want to speak to anyone. Period. They don't know how to express themselves. There's someone out there who is is running rampant and acting crazy, you know, blowing up people. <laughs> and so you do you have to to, to be aware. And, and the thing is, you have to know. You have to take a step back and say to yourself, what is it that I want? And then once you're, once you're able to, to, to say that, you can articulate it to yourself, and then you can articulate it to the child. Um, but, oh, goodness, it's such a fine line. And, then, and um, you have to make sure that you're teaching your child the cultural values and teaching them how beneficial they are as an individual without them becoming arrogant. Um, because then what they're going to give out, they're going to give out that arrogance and that air of I deserve and and it goes my way. 
So you have to be um, extremely cautious when it comes to that as well. But um, everything starts back with the mental. Everything deals with mental and emotional awareness. And so that's why it is so, you, you know, we're not, I don't, I don't know how, I think in general, we as a society, we're not raised to be parents. We're not raised to have children. You know, we're raised with, okay, that was a mistake, that was the moment. You know, we're not raised with, with our psyche that we have to proctor the next generation. And um, and so when, when it happens, you know, you have to, to, to take a responsibility and say to yourself, what am I going to change about myself to make my child better? So... It, um, there, there are so many um, ailments. I mean, you all see it in the news all the time, you know, these fights going on, these killings going on. No one wants to talk about that. I, I hate seeing that stuff. Um, yeah. but those are the things that it can lead to, lead to that. And if our world continues to be like that, we will not have the next generation. We will not have any cultural uh, values in this world. And if we decide to raise our children the way we were once raised, taking it back, like not just the, 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 the last generation, ten generations before you, if we take it back to, to the roots of where we are, where we came from, we will see that there is something who I can't, oh, what's, there's, a, there's a mentor out there. He says it all the time. There's something about us that they don't know, you know, they don't want us to know about ourselves. They're hiding things from us, and so it's up to us to find it out again. Exactly. I believe that was the brother Booker T. Coleman. Um, I want to share with the family to call in because our live stream is about to end. Our number is 347-637-2135. That's 347-637-2135. Brother Blue, are you with us? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, I want to, I want to go to our caller, if that's possible. If we have anybody that has any questions, please press 1 at this moment or at this time, and we will open up your lines, questions, comments, and concerns for tonight's guest. We welcome everyone. So if we have any questions, Blue, I want to go right to it. Um, for the family that won't be continuing us, uh, can you please give them the information, uh, Sister Pam? Oh, yes. You can find me online, uh, Sadie's hyphen. Um, that's where all of my products are when we're talking about the cloth diapers, training pants, the sanitary. Fem- Say the website again, please. I'm sorry? Say the website again, please. Sadies-babies.com. Oh. Um, also on Facebook under Sadies Babies. Um, you can find me online. Send me a message. Um, tell me you're interested. I'm there. I also have um, talking about the cultural values. I also have my handmade dolls of color that I offer. They're called Indig dolls. Uh, indigenous being short for indigenous. Um, and so the complexions range from the light tones, um, our light skin color to our darker tone girls. And so, you know, the holidays are coming up. That's a great way to promote our positive images um, for our children. I mean, birthdays, not just holidays. A lot of us don't celebrate all these holidays. 
Indeed. Um, uh, you can find me online, and I'm out there. You know, spread the word. Let people know we have to support um, these stay-at-home, work-at-home, handmade businesses, these entrepreneurial efforts. We have to support that. That's how we keep the community sustained. So. Indeed. That is one of my new passions, you know, to uh, to get behind all of the, you know, all of our young entrepreneurial businesses, our illustrious, industrious, um, independent businesses out there, and, you know, just help whatever I could do to help build us up. So we could, you know, we, we need our own Black Wall Street. Like the Mooney point said, we, we have to make ourselves millionaires. Exactly. Yeah, nobody else, that's no one else's task. We have to do it amongst ourselves. The same way that every other cultural um, group has done for themselves. Exactly. Yeah. And I also want to say for the the new parents out there, I have a baby registry on there, just like uh, these big name companies. It's a free baby registry. You just sign up and you can add products to the registry. Um, a lot of people don't know about that. It's, it's a new feature that I've had. Um, and so, you know, decide to, if you decide to register with me, please do so. You don't have to shop at all these big stores <laughs> to get what you want for your baby. Excellent, excellent. That is a great idea. Yeah. Um, Brother Blue. Sure. Do we have any callers? I think it's time to go to our first caller. Call us from 